Good evening and welcome to the Speakeasy Podcast. I am your host, Constance Willard. And as we continue to recognize caregivers all over the world for National Caregivers Month, yes, November is National Caregivers Month. And here at the Speakeasy, we are saluting and celebrating our caregivers all over the world. And so tonight I have the visionary author, and some of the collaborating authors here to discuss the upcoming anthology for the love of caregiving. And so I am gonna first bring the visionary up to the stage, Sherelle D. Mims. And Sherelle is the visionary behind the product, the anthology. And she's gonna come and talk about for the love of caregiving. And Sherelle, for some reason, I can't bring you up. So will you please exit and come back in? Same thing for Matis and Keisha, but I will bring Cynthia up first while we're waiting. So good evening, Cynthia. How are you? And you're on mute. Got it. <laughs> there you go. Yay. Okay. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. And one thing I forgot to mention when we first started the podcast, I'm coming live from the UK tonight. Yes, oh, I wow. am. And so we're here in the UK and we're celebrating and saluting caregivers here and everywhere. So Cynthia, I'm so glad you agreed to come and to be a panelist tonight. Thank you so much and welcome. So just kind of tell me about why you chose this particular anthology project. Well, actually, Constance, I am not an author for the anthology, but I was a speaker for the Love of Caregiving Summit that occurred over the, the summer. Okay. And the anthology was a spring off from uh, those conferences. So there were two. I believe the first one was in April. Yes. And then the second one was in July where I spoke. And I decided to become a part of this movement because I grew up observing my mom being the caregiver to my dad who had Alzheimer's disease. And she took care of him in our home for, I think it was about 10 years um, as he suffered the disease, which included him becoming an invalid. And so I saw the sacrifice that she made taking care of him. And now decades later, I'm helping to take care of my mom. Um, she lives with my sister, but I help to provide respite for my sister. And then I also assist with caregiving for my mom. So that was the reason that I got on board with the movement in general. Oh, great. Okay, great, great. So thank you, thank you. So you said that you watched your mom be a caregiver for your dad, and right. now you are a caregiver for your mom. Right. Yes, yes. That's amazing. That's truly amazing. And you know, caregiving is such a thankless role sometimes, mm -hmm. be it professional or be it personal for family. 
Right. My goal is, you know, I've been a caregiver, a caregiver twice for both my parents. Um, and I just want caregivers to know that, you know, there is someone out there who is advocating for you, that there are people available and resources available to assist you. And even though you may feel that you are alone, you are not alone. Exactly. On this journey. Exactly. You are not alone. Just reach out. And there is someone out there available that cares enough about you as a caregiver to give you the guidance, the direction, and the support that you need. So, Cynthia, I thank you so much for coming to the platform tonight and for sharing with us. And so now here is Sherelle D. Mims, our visionary. And good evening, Sherelle D. Mims. <laughs> D stands for did not good tell evening. you. Did not tell did you. Did not so. tell you. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. So you know Sherelle, what? Life is so wonderful. About. Yes, and we're talking about caregiving and for the love of caregiving, because that's what it's all about. You know, there's love involved in this thing. You know, it's just not something rudimentary that we do. There's love. And so I just want you to come, Sherelle, just kind of share with us, you know, your vision, you know, what God has placed in your heart related to this anthology and just to caregiving, period. Okay. Life is so wonderful. Let me tell you something about caregiving. First of all, my name is Sherelle D. Mims. Thank you all for joining us in the listening audience and those in the Facebook and YouTube audience. Thank you so much for joining us. So this is all about caregiving, professional and family caregivers. We're all in this together, right? It's all about the love. Do you have the love in your heart to care for someone else? We know caregiving is not easy. It never has been. But guess what? When you do it with love, it, it all falls in place. So you have to have a heart, number one, to care for someone. And we know with the pandemic, right, a lot of people have been thrust into being a caregiver. Nevertheless, I know that you're doing the best that you can. A lot of times we just don't have the if you will, the background to care for someone, but it's not really anything that you need to do that's all like a, a class you have to take or anything like that. It's all about you and what you know and what you understand about being a caregiver. So just a little bit about me. Uh, I am the founder and CEO of Global Caregivers Network and Global Caregiver Speakers. And so I'll uh, expound on that a little bit later, but that's just a... Uh, a brief synopsis of who I am. And we'll get to the, 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 uh, the good part later. Thank you so much, Constance, for having us on the, the uh, Speak Easy podcast. It's been a phenomenal weekend. You're going to cap us off for this weekend. We thank you. We thank each and every one of you. This is National Caregivers Month. So continue yes. to join us, continue to stick and stay with us. It's all about caregiving for this month and not just this month. Caregiving is every day. So thank you so much, Constance. And we'll get to the meat of everything in a minute. Thank you so and much. You're so welcome. And I'm just honored to have each of you here. And you're right. November is designated as the time that we salute and celebrate. But it doesn't stop with November. This is a daily thing. It's continuous and ongoing. Absolutely. So we have to make ourselves available to support, to educate so that we can elevate. You educate to elevate. And Absolutely. so, Sherelle, this is a wonderful thing that you're doing. Um, you are inspiring others. That's the main thing. You're inspiring others. 
And so Amen. you're doing what God has placed on your heart and you're doing it just the way he has instructed you to do it. And that says a lot right there. You're not just going out there haphazardly doing what Sherelle wants to do. You're doing what God has placed on your heart. So I commend you for your efforts and you just keep up and continue to do what it is that you are doing. Thank you so much, Constance. And you're all a part of this too. I cannot do it by myself. It has to be a collaborative uh, thing that's going on, this collaborative movement. So guess what? It's 53 million plus caregivers in the world. So we're going to mm -hmm. keep this thing going. And I just thank yeah. you and all of the caregivers that have taken out their time this evening to join us. Thank you so much. Yes. And so next we have Keisha Jackson. I'm going to bring Keisha to the stage. And Keisha's going to come. Keisha's a veteran. And she's going to come. And she's going to share with us her inspiration and what it is that she does. So Keisha, welcome. Thank you, Constance. Thank you uh, for having me today. I really appreciate it. Yes, anytime, anytime, anytime. So just kind of tell us why you chose to join this anthology and just tell us about your caregiving experience. Well, it um, it was actually a little ironic. I mentioned to Sherelle, someone reached out to me and told me about it. And I was so glad to um, become a part of it. I do a lot with caregiving now because I was uh, an active Air Force at the time when my mother was diagnosed with stage four inoperable lung cancer and uh, that had metastasized into her ribs. And so I was doing long distance caregiving for my mom. And then I brought her to where I live to care for her full time until she passed. And after my mother passed, I was caring about six months later, one of my brothers fell and uh, he broke some ribs. He was uh, and had some internal bleeding. He was placed on life support. So I was uh, caring for him. And I always tell people at that same time, I was caring for my diabetic dog. And so after uh, caring for my mom, my brother, my dog, and some others, I uh, it, it really just hit me, right? There was a lot of uh, resources out there. There was a lot of information that I didn't know about, <clears throat> excuse me. And one of the ways I learned about it is because I started going to caregiver conferences. I had all of these different dreams and just a lot of different things. And I started going to conferences learning about a lot of resources. So that really touched my heart to say there were not a lot of people of color and there were not a lot of men there. And so I wanted to do whatever I could, whether I was actively caring for a family member or friend or not at all, to be able to help get the word out about caregivers and let them know that they are loved and that they are supported. Amen. Amen. And you know, it takes one of each of us, you know, the way you approach it, and the way I approach it is different, but that's good because people are receptive to different people for different reasons. So I could probably say the same thing you're saying, and they're kind of like, mm. but let you come with your approach and they're able to connect. And so that's why it's important to have a diverse team to do this and everybody come and share and to give their insight because it makes a difference. And so, Keisha, I thank you for joining us tonight here at the Speakeasy. Thank you. I thank you so much. And I thank you for what you're doing. Thank also, you. I thank you for your service. Thank you. And so next we have Matis Skeet. And we're going to bring Matis up. Matis, good evening. How are you? I'm wonderful. So good to be here. I'm delighted to be part of this 
group of women who have put together this program, specifically um, Sister Mims, Sister Sherelle Mims. She's just been wonderful. Um, and the reason I joined this group is because um, self-care means so very much to me. I took care of my mother for, for six years and um, I traveled to go to do that. And, and so I had to also make certain that, that she had uh, care during the time that I wasn't there because she was not ambulatory. And one of the things that I learned is that um, uh, somewhat like Keisha, there were a lot of resources I didn't know about. Um, but I learned a lot of things in, in those six years. And so my reason for being here is because I want to share with others. I want to share with others that um, caregiving is, is, is something that you can't do alone. And that more than anything else, you need to take care of yourself in the process of doing it. Um, you, as we've said before many times, most of those of us who are in um, the baby boomers born between 1946 to 1962, if you haven't already experienced caregiving, you're going to be experiencing it soon because it's growing at an astronomical rate. So I wanted to give something back and to show people that what to expect, how to go about tackling it, and where you can get help, resources and knowing where to get help for your own self-care, because you need to know when you when you when you need that care is something that's very important in order to be a successful caregiver. Yes. And self-care is so important. And, you know, and I tell people all of the time, self-care extends beyond going to get your hair done, going to get your manicure, going to get your pedicure. It's so much more than that. There's spiritual care that you need. Absolutely. Okay. You know, there's reading that you need to do to educate yourself. Okay. And scripture teaches us that we study to show ourselves approved. And so in order for us to be a vessel that's pouring into others and to continue to be an effective vessel, we have to take care of ourselves. If we fail ourselves, then we're not available for those that we are providing care to. So self-care is so important. You know, it's something that needs to be stressed. And that also involves healthy eating tips, you know, eating properly, getting enough adequate rest. And, it, you know, yes. when you're a caregiver, sometimes you can't rest the way you would like to because you have maybe up night after night with that person. Yes. But you have to get that rest. You know, get a neighbor to come and sit for a couple hours and so you can get a nap, a family member, church member, someone. Mm -hmm. But learn to reach out. Absolutely. Don't sit back and act like you're on an island by yourself because you're not. Yes, exactly. You know, my mom used to tell me you have not because you ask not. Okay. So step out there on that limb and just ask and say, hey, you know, I really could use your help. You know, if it's just to come for 45 minutes, I can get a shower mm -hmm. or whatever. Whatever a person has to give, be receptive and accepting of it because you're going to need it. You need yeah. it. You're not in this thing by yourself. So exactly. I thank you so much, Mavis, for you coming and sharing your story. Now, Dr. Rhonda is here, but her device is not connected, so I cannot bring her up. It's showing that her device is not connected. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but I'm unable to bring her up. And so I'm going to go to the group that is here. And so during your tenure as a caregiver, okay, what have you learned during this time being a caregiver? And so what do you know today that you wish you would have known yesterday when you started your caregiving journey? And I'm going to go with Cynthia. 
Okay, uh, so first I need to add that uh, recently I ended up becoming a caregiver to my mother-in-law who moved into um, the home with my husband and I. So before when I got aboard with this movement, I was helping my mom and my sister who live an hour away and I was helping to provide respite to my sister and helping to care for my mom, take her to her appointment. So it wasn't a 24 hour, you know, seven seven days a week, 24 hour thing, but now it is. And that happened um, the end of September. And one thing that I noticed that I realized that happened with me, I thought that I had all the knowledge that I needed to, you know, dive into the role. It pretty much happened overnight. But after about a month and a half in, I realized that I had started putting my own needs on the back burner. And so I was so focused on fulfilling this new role and adjusting to the transition that I wasn't working on me. I had certain personal goals that I had established for myself, but I was spending so much of my time adjusting, making sure my mother-in-law was okay, catering to her needs that I wasn't fulfilling my own needs. And it started to get to me mentally. And so I've gotten back to the space of really wanting to have more balance. And one of the things that I had let go of was um, I was allowing my time to be uh, monopolized at least, you know, for myself, I have the support of my husband. Um, my bonus son is here. So they help out too. But I was trying to do so much. You know, as women, we try to handle it all, right? We're doing yes. it all, you know, taking care of the medications and doing the extra cooking and extra shopping and the extra laundry. And she has a dog. And, you know, so there was a lot of responsibility that came into the home and I was taking it on to make sure that it got done. But I had to get to the space where I was setting boundaries to say, this is what I can do and establishing some expectations. I will do this, but I won't do that. And honestly, I'm still kind of in that space of solidifying some of that. But I know that it's something that I need to do to make sure that I don't lose myself in this process. Yes. This new role that I'm in right now. Yes. Yes. That is so important. And you're right. As women, we tend to think we're superheroes. And I don't know about you, there is no cape in my closet. Right. <laughs> exactly. But we we still tend to think that we are superheroes. And, you know, we take a lot and we endure a lot. But you know what? We hurt, too. And so we need to just kind of take some steps back, breathe deep, and allow God to have his way. And whatever help he sends your way, embrace it. Right. Embrace it. So I thank you so much, Cynthia. Made us knowing what you know today. If you have known it when you first started your journey, what was that? Well, I would learn to accept help when someone asks, can they help? I think sometimes that's something that we don't want to do because we feel like, oh, you know, mom wouldn't want this person to be touching her stuff or doing these type of things. Uh, but I learned that I can't do it all. And so when people ask, can they help? Can I come and sit with your mom? I'll do that for you. I don't learn to not hesitate and say, you know what? That would be great. Let's set up a time and a schedule when you, I could use your help. That's yes. the first thing. And I think the other thing that I learned is because I went into this uh, not knowing, most like most people, not knowing a lot of the resources that the local agencies have out there. And so finding out uh, more about the agency, specifically, specifically like the Area Agency on Aging, and how they can help with many things like bringing people in to do her 
skilled um, hygiene was uh, was really a a godsend. And so now I know that, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to share different this type of information with other people. Because if you've never been through it, you have no idea who exactly. to go. You don't know. You just don't know. That's right. You're absolutely right. You just do not know. And so I have not done a lot of exploration as far as AARP, but someone told me to go to their website and there are a just a wealth of resources for caregivers. And so I have not taken the time to do that, but that's something I'm planning on doing so we can, Sherelle, we can share that on the website and on your Facebook page for caregivers out there, because, you know, the more knowledge, the better. And as I always say, we educate to elevate. And so that is so important. So thank you so much, Matus. Keisha, knowing what you know now, compared yeah, with you know when you started. Uh, definitely. And I can even say I am a, um, a AARP community ambassador. And uh, okay. I do their, one of their presentations for Prepare to Care and even for their, um, so I do know, I can, I can say that AARP does have a load of information and resources out there that is available for caregivers and even military uh, veterans in terms of helping with caregiving as well. Okay. But, um, some of the things that I've learned is to be flexible. Uh, you know, whether it's in the military, you learn, you know, go, 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 go. You're pretty structured and pretty rigid, but I had to be flexible. You know, everything could be going well. I could have everything all lined up. And then, you know, my mother may spit up or something like that or you know just a lot of different things and so it just kind of throws your schedule off so to just be flexible and to be human in the process of it and to allow my emotions to be my emotions and to open up and let other people know that i'm either hurting i'm scared i'm lonely all of those different things so definitely being flexible another thing that that i wish i had have known more was to plan you know, a lot of times when I always say, well, I say for myself, when I became a caregiver, I felt like I was walking down the street and I fell into a sinkhole and I got up and I just had to go for it, dirty and all. That's how a lot of times I felt like I described it, because when I went into the hospital, I had no idea that my mom had cancer, less long stage four inoperable lung cancer. So I was right into it, you know, right away. But there's things, whether it's within our families or different, we don't talk about um, our health. We don't talk about our generational health. We don't talk about our finances. Mm -hmm. We don't know bank account information. We don't know pins. We don't know insurance or if we have insurance or even should we have insurance or making wills and different things like that or uh, DNR. All of those things you're forced sometimes to just put it together as you go along. And, it, and if, you, if you're not power of attorney or and this, you know, more than different types of power of attorney, it could be overwhelming. But the more as a community that we talk about different things from the beginning, as we sit around or try to get our children to um, uh, learn about these different things. What is our doctor's name? Where do we go to the doctor? You know, what medications are we on? Do we exercise? Do we have a history? All of those different things I think is really helpful. And then the third thing that I had to that I uh, appreciated, but I really honestly didn't at first was hospice. When I heard the word hospice, because I didn't know much about it, I automatically assumed that they were just gonna take my mom and just let her go on out, you know, right away. But uh, she had, my mom had in-home hospice and the assistance that I got between the occupational therapist, the physical therapist, the doctor, the nurses, the volunteers, the chaplains, the equipment that they brought to the house, it was extremely, extremely helpful. 
So I learned to not be so guarded and not be so protective. And even over my mother in particular areas and just to kind of step back and allow others, especially professionals that know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a long time to, um, to be able to do their part. And the last thing I'll say is to speak up. When you're at those appointments with your 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 spouse, your child, your 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 parent, or whoever, find out what are their medications. Find out when they come home from the hospital what they're going to need. If they're going to need to be turned, if they're going to need different things, learn as much as you can. The more you learn in the beginning, if you get the opportunity before you become a caregiver to take it in, and then the earliest stages that you can learn those things is really really helpful. So that's yeah. it. For me. That is so true. And I'm glad you brought up the point about understanding the finances and the different types of powers of attorneys. But I'm going to throw one more in there. Know your state laws. You know, my dad had everything set up in Mississippi. So we thought we were good. Well, lo and behold, he ended up in Texas. Totally different dynamic. Mm. And so luckily, the social worker was on his job and informed me, you know, hey, what you got now is not going to work here. You're going to have to get this redone to meet Texas laws. And so I was glad he pointed out to me, he said, because if something happens, all this is null and void. And so, okay, so I got everything set up for Texas and I thought I was good to go. Well, I was good to go for Texas, but then it came to a point where it came to selling property in South Carolina. Another state involved, different laws. So here we go again finding another attorney to get things done. So, you know, these kind of questions you need to ask, mm -hmm. these kind of conversations you need to have. And as far as our medical history, one thing that we decided to do on my mom's side of the family is we stopped having family reunions. So, okay, let's send out a questionnaire and you fill out for yourself, your siblings, your parents, and your great grandparents, if you even think about them, you know, what diseases they had, you know, how old they were when they died, X, Y, and Z, to kind of give the family some background on history as far as health, a health history, because it's so important. It is so important because we are what we made of genetically. Right. And so if your parent has diabetes, nine times out of 10, you have that trait and you will become one as well if you don't come back to the situation and hit it on. So all this is very important. And I know for me, what I know now from when I started my caregiving journey, again, the legality of things, the changes with state laws, the resources available and just reaching out and just saying, hey, waving that white flag, somebody please, somebody please help me. And it doesn't have to be a family member. It can be a church member. It can be whatever. You know, and made it, you're right. You, you get into this little thing where well, mama may not want this person in here with her stuff. Well, at this point, mama needs help, and so does the daughter. Right. So we're going to take the help that we can get, and as long as they're not mistreating mama, come on in here. Come on. Because we need, I need the help. Right. I need it for my own personal sanity. So I thank each of you for what you shared tonight. Um, my decision to become involved in this anthology, well, because like I said, I've been a caregiver twice for my mother and for my father. And then just knowing Sherelle and knowing what she's advocating and knowing what she stands for, by all means, I had to be a part of it. I had to be a part of it. 
And so I thank each of you for agreeing to be a part of this anthology. It's going to be something wonderful. It really is because it's going to be giving some inspiration to those who need to be inspired. You know, just like that old church song said, there may be someone down in the valley trying to get home. There's some caregivers out there in the valley and they're trying to get home. And so that's what this anthology is going to do for them. Bring them on in. Bring them on in. So Sherelle, our visionary, I'm turning it over to you. Talk to us. Where do I even begin? This... You're on mute, honey. You're on mute. Sherelle, you're on mute. <laughs> this is funny. Technology. She's talking and she doesn't know that we don't hear her. Sherelle, <laughs> we can't hear you, hon. Okay. okay. I didn't put up the one finger. <laughs> time out, huh? Okay. <laughs> put up that Baptist this, finger. Yeah, the, the church. Yeah, that's the thing. That Baptist finger. That's it. But anyway, it's just so wonderful, right? This whole movement, the Global Caregivers Network and the Speakers, right? It's just all about caregiving, right? So what made Sherelle decide to do this whole gamut here about global caregiving? It wasn't me. It was God, right? So at the table one day, and I heard a pastor say, someone spoken to my uh, being years ago and shared that whatever you do every day, that is your ministry. Think about that audience, what you do every day, ministry. If you have someone, that's your ministry. If you do housekeeping, work in a professional field, whatever you do every day, that's your ministry. So guess what? It was only fitting for me. I couldn't more that are going to do this with me. This is not all about me. It's about we're going to have more people uh, panel this uh, expert, professional, even more professional experts. Why? Because even the doctors, nurses, nurse practitioner, CNAs, health home aides, all of those are caregivers. You know, you're doing fitness, made is doing fitness. Okay, we need that as caregivers. We need that self-physical exercise or whatever, right? Then um, Keisha doing her thing with the AARP. Then uh, Constance, you doing your thing. Uh, Cynthia, she doing her thing. But guess what? We bring it all together collectively and we bring it to the world globally and share yes. our story. This is not, this thing is so much bigger than me. You see me, but you see us. I don't look at this as a me. I don't look at this as an I. I look at this as a team. We're a team, and it's all about caregiving. I am so passionate about what I do with caregiving. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just over the top with it. Really, I am. And so I love what I do. I don't hesitate to take care of God's children. 
So when God had ordained me to bring this forth, Global Caregivers Network, I did not hesitate. This was established in 2021, June 2021. Not even six months later, because I stayed before the Lord. I'm not going anywhere. When he speak, I listen. Now that's one person I am going to listen to. So here we are, December 2021, then the Global Caregiver Speakers come to fruition. Then from there, we have the Global Caregivers Network, our first summit in April of 2022. Then in July of 2022, you can go on the pages and see for yourself, this thing is snowballed into something that God put together. And I'm just a vessel and you are a vessel that God is using to bring this forth to the nation. And that's why I'm at with everything. Now the anthology has come forth. It's all orchestrated. It's all orchestrated. This is our first inaugural book, Caregiver's Book. We're looking forward to each and every one of you celebrating with us and making this our number one international bestseller. And let me share something with you right here. If you're my friend and you don't have 99 cent, I'm about hey. to cut you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to cut you off, right? If you ain't got one dollar to help your sister out, and I'm talking to any of y'all on the platform too, if y'all don't have a friend that's gonna spend a dollar on you, y'all better be reinvesting in mm -hmm. some new friends. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm okay. saying that <laughs> I had to throw that in there because this yes. is so wonderful. This right. is what the world needs. And then not just that, look at that beautiful book cover. Yes. If I was walking in the bookstore and I seen that book cover, I'm just going to buy the book. Even if I haven't read it, I love colorful book colors that make a statement. And when you see that heart and when it says for the love of caregiving, that is going to hit the people right where they need to be right in their heart. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. Bringing this book to fruition and giving it to the masses of people around the world. Yes. I already have my list together. I already have uh, 50 and counting on the list. They're looking forward to this. I'm not talking about the ebook, not that 99 cent. I'm talking about the autograph book that's ready to go because people want to hear what we're talking about. And guess what? People are watching us. Might not say anything, they're watching. So know that and know that what we are bringing to the table is for life. It's breathing life into you. Caregiver, if you are out there and you know that you've been struggling with some issues, whatever it is, get a hold of this book. This book is going to inspire, educate, inform you to be the best caregiver that you can be. So we look forward to this coming to launch in the next week or two. Stay tuned. It's coming. Gotcha. Right. It's coming. All right. All right. Yes, indeed. So I have my list together who I'm reaching out to. And you're right. If you don't have 99 cents <laughs> or a dollar, <laughs> we're just going to round it off and say $2. <laughs> right. right. If you don't have $2, and I'm changing my voicemail to I'm making some changes in my life. And so, if you have not heard from me, you want to change. Now. No. 
<laughs> that is so wonderful. I make a joke out of it because it's, it's so funny, you know, because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful though. So we're looking forward to it, Constance and the uh the author. Wow, we lost Sherelle. Okay. All right, so that's fine. We're gonna keep it moving. And so again, I'm excited about the release of this anthology. I really am. Um, I'm just looking forward to what it's gonna bring to the lives of others and to those that are caregiving. And I'm just excited about the whole process. So do any of you have anything else you would like to add to our discussion tonight as we wait for Sherelle to return? Cynthia? Whoops, I turned my laptop around. <laughs> um, I know someone mentioned uh, self-care and I'm a mental health advocate. So self-care is really at the top of my list. And, you know, mental health with caregivers for caregivers is a real thing too. And a lot of times um, caregivers can feel isolated and through that isolation, they experience depression and anxiety and, you know, just if it happens to you, just know that it's normal. It's a normal thing that happens. And just try to come up with methods and ways to manage it in a way that it doesn't get you into this downward spiral because it can happen because there are different levels of depression and anxiety. And, you know, it can get to the point where you end up in this very, very dark space. So if you find yourself feeling those types of emotions, you know, it's a good time to just kind of take a pause and see where you're really at and engage in some self-care um, to see if that helps. And then oftentimes there's also the need to seek um, some professional help. And that's fine, too. You know, us as African-Americans, there's already a, a stigma on mental health, um, but there's an even greater stigma in the African-American community. And so when we need the help, we don't get it because we're afraid of what people will say if they find out. We're afraid of you know, like feeling weak or we're feeling like, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a spiritual person, I should be able to figure this out. And sometimes it goes beyond that. You know, We have our scriptures that help us, that have helped me, but sometimes we do need a professional. Sometimes we may need a prescription because depression is real, anxiety is real. So I just want to just kind of put that out there for all the caregivers here, just to be mindful of your emotions of your mental state, your emotional state. And if you get to that point where you feel like your self-care routines are not helping, reach out for help or you know, speak with someone, speak with an advocate that may be able to provide you with some resources to help you out. So just make sure that you're really taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Thank you so much, Keisha. Uh, I just want to say thanks again for the opportunity to be able to share and be a part of a group of, of women that are doing a great thing in a great space, caregiving. You know, it's one of those professions, one of those ministries, one of those assignments that's often um, thankless. And it's not that we even do it to be thanked, but uh, it's something that's often that's not recognized and you could really find yourself exhausted in that area. So as a, a military vet, I always salute uh, the military for the officers, but I also salute my fellow caregivers and everything that you're doing. And uh, just know that you are loved, that you are thought of, and that you are appreciated. And ultimately you are not alone. That's, That's right. right. 
We're not. We feel like we are sometimes. I know I felt alone a lot of times, but we're not. Exactly. We really are. So exactly. thank you so much, Keisha. Made us. Yes. Once again, I'd like to thank. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say I'm just delighted to be here and among your esteemed group of women. I just think that the world of you. And I thank you, Constance, for allowing us to come on your podcast. And in closing, I want to say and I want to piggyback on something that Keisha said, because I had written that in my notes. And that was about planning. Uh, you know, we don't ever know when we're going to need a caregiver or if we're going to be a caregiver. So I like to think now, and I guess this is one of the things I've learned, is to start planning now, to plan with my health, that I now eat good foods, that I now prepare foods so that I'm already in the habit of doing that when things come up, and uh, that I now exercise. And also, like Cynthia said, that I now have a good mental state because, you know, you don't have to be a caregiver to, get, to have those down days, you know. So knowing, becoming more self-aware of your own self and planning now because it will hit we never know when something like this will hit any of us and it's going to be devastating and sometimes just take us out of our own um our own normal practice so if we have if we're planning and we already are in the habit of doing certain things it, be, it will make it a little bit easier because caregiving is not the easiest thing but as we all say it's a gift of love yes it is Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Matis. It really is. It really is. And Sherelle, you could not have come up with a more appropriate title. You could not. And so I thank you for that. And Sherelle, our visionary. Thank you. Any closing remarks? Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. Yes, we <laughs> We're going to wrap this thing up. I am so excited. Y'all know I stay excited, okay? Anytime something is going on, y'all invite me to the place, okay? I'm going to make it my business to be there if I can. So with this, for the love of caregiving, we just topped it off. We just said everything. So I just want to end with this, uh, with the audience. You know, as a caregiver, you know, Rosalind Carter said it the best. The former um, United States president's wife, President Carter's wife, she said it best. She's been in this caregiving business since 1987, before we even thought about all of this stuff going on. At that time, I might have been in school or either getting out of school, college graduate, and just now getting into the professional nursing thing, right? So Rosalind Carter says it best. She said there's only four types of people in the world. There's only four types of caregivers in the world. So the four, number one, there are those that who have been caregivers, those who are uh, are caregivers now, those who will be caregivers, and then there are those who will need a caregiver. That's right. So just remember mm -hmm. that there's only four types of people in the world. There's nothing in between. It's cut and cut and dry. Rosalind Carter said it best, and I totally agree with her. So let's just pray that we never need a caregiver, right? But if we do, and by us being caregivers, let's give the best quality care ever. That's just where I'm at with everything. Let's just do the best that we can. And if we have to tap out, hey, sis, hey, bro, <laughs> I need some help over here. You know what I'm saying? Get the help. Get the respite care that you need. And so that's <laughs> my sister. No, I be listen. Hey, sis, what's up? What you doing? I need some respite care, baby. And be real about it. 
we cannot do it all and we cannot help everybody, but we can help somebody. Yes. Okay. We're yes. going to end it with that. They get in contact with me on my social media, Global Network, which is a private group. Global Caregiver Speakers is a public Facebook group. Come join us. And then we have my email, Sherelle at globalcaregivers.net. And listen, I always tell people, let's get back to the basic. Can we just get back to the phone? Where my phone at? Can we get back to the phone, good people? How y'all doing out there? <laughs> call, call me on the phone, 260-218-3377. You can reach out and touch me because I'm, right. I'm not that far away. Okay, let's get back to the basic. You have my information. Contact me all those on social media and my phone number. That's my story. And as Les Brown would say, I'm sticking to it. All right. So much constant. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Sherelle D. Mims. And the D stands for Didn't I Tell You So. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Didn't so, I tell you? <laughs> right, didn't I tell you so? <laughs> okay. And so for our listening audience, thank you for tuning in tonight. I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight and listening. And to those of you who want to listen to the replay, it is it will be downloaded to Spotify, to Audible, and also on my YouTube channel, the Speak Easy Podcast and on Facebook Live and LinkedIn. So I want to thank each of you for tuning in tonight. I want to thank our panelists for coming and sharing and bringing the good news, because that's what it is. It's good news. And I want to thank each of you for doing that. And until next week for Series 3, as we continue to salute and celebrate our caregivers, may God continue to bless you always, bless you richly today tomorrow and forever and have a good night.